0: January 4th, 2023, it's a lot for Pedro show.
1: I think the majority of musicians are, are interested in truth. You know, they, well, like they've got to be, because uh, uh thing, a musical thing is, is, is a truth. If you play, a, make a statement, a musical statement, and it's a valid statement, that's a truth right there in itself, you know? And if you can play something phony, well, you know, that's phony, you know? And, all musicians are striving for that near perfection as they can get. And mm-hmm. you know? that's truth there, you know. And so, in order to uh, play those kind of things, play truth, you've got to uh, live with as much truth as you possibly can, you know.
0: show, happy Wednesday, started off with uh, John Coltrane talking to August Bloom about Truth in Music on June 15, 1958, and then we had Jobs with Hardwood, because of those software engineers in Estonia, and their Skype invention, I got with me, Max Jaffe of Jobs, welcome aboard brother Max.
2: Thank you Mike. All thanks right. for having me
0: yeah absolutely and we got to give Steve Bono con- credit for the most essential Aiden and Abedin with this yes. connect
2: yes yes thank you Stevie
0: yeah yeah so <laughs> what I what I would like is for you to uh give me your please bring your earliest musical recollection
2: earliest musical recollection probably sitting in the floor of my uh, garage, like right in front of the kit while my dad was playing to like a Santana record.
0: <laughs> so you had a drum kit. So you, you don't have a music memory before the drum kit? You know, I think my
2: earliest musical memories are different. They're all drum related. It's either sitting in front of the kit and like, yeah, just absorbing that crazy energy or... Like yeah, standing in the kitchen, you know, not even as tall as the kitchen cupboards and like drumming some beat on my like chest and thigh, which still might catch me doing in the kitchen now.
0: Well let let me ask you this. Uh was the drum set there before you were born?
2: It was, yeah. So Your pop dad, your
0: pop's a drummer man.
2: Exactly. Oh,
0: ah, okay.
2: He played enough to like get me into it and uh And just, yeah, set me on my path. I mean, he was like an entrepreneur, businessman guy by day, (laughs) but would come home and completely transform the garage, you know? And uh, that just, that got me hooked.
0: Was he a drummer man as a a kid too?
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, And, you know, he played with bands with his friends and, you know, they played like proms and stuff like that. He never really like took it that seriously, but actually he... It's funny, like, I ended up spending uh, the majority of my 20s, like, doing tours that were, uh, yeah, just very bare bones, very DIY, and he actually, when he was in his 20s, was like a carny in New Jersey, and uh, sometimes I wanted I'm like... Is that just kind of like doing my version of that? Like- yeah, right. Like vaudeville or
0: something. I, I feel myself in, in that. I don't think it's a bad tradition to come from working the room, you know, because no. there used to be a time when people couldn't sit in one place like Walter Becker and Donald Fagan and make records and they just went out. People actually had to go to towns, towns, because uh, the people are working all day and there's no theaters yet or radio or television. So right. That's the way I see it. And I think it's honest ways for honest work. Let me ask you this. What was the first record you bought with your own money?
2: <laughs> oh, man. I mean, <laughs> probably like... Uh,
0: Remember, it's a lot from Pedro show. There's no hard questions. There's no wrong answers. <laughs>
2: I mean, the first cassette tape that I bought was like handsome. Yeah, I mean,
0: the medium <laughs> isn't important. What, what what's important is like when you're a kid, you ain't got a lot of money. So I'm curious about yeah, when exactly. you first spend it. Yeah.
2: I remember. So this then maybe doesn't answer your question, but those like Columbia record house. things. That's what I did for a dime.
3: Yeah, I got 10 ten eight tracks for a dime.
2: A bunch of my own money, though. <laughs> okay. I tried a lot of things that way with a minimal investment. You know. What, would they, um, what they would do is... big in, purchase. Honestly, it was probably Californication by Red Hot Chili Peppers. Like, you <laughs> know what they would, would do is... Uh, uh, that show was ubiquitous.
0: What they would do is uh, send you one every month, and if you didn't send it back, you had to buy it. That's If you sweet. didn't
2: send it back, you had to buy it. Oh, yeah, okay. that's so where I remember the it. Columbia yeah, yeah. house. Yeah.
0: We're talking the early 70s. Uh, <laughs> so, What about <laughs> at school? Uh, Were you in the marching band or the choir or shit like that? You know, at
2: school, like, it wasn't until middle school, I guess. Like, elementary school, there wasn't really much of that. I played some drum. You know, I, I, was, I was lucky that I had, like, a little head start at home. And actually, there were some other kids on the block that played a little bit of guitar and keyboard. So I had a little... Garage band going called Blind. Oh yeah, because, yeah. But I, I was I, just I, like fourth grade. I
0: understand. <laughs> but I was going to ask you about that too, Max. But I, I ask about the school <laughs> thing because a lot of schools, like you mentioned, uh, Chili Peppers, their flea started that Silver Lake Music Conservatory because we went
1: Because
0: yeah. when he went back to Fairfax High where he played trumpet, That's he found out went, actually. He found out uh, they got rid of the music program. Oh no way. Peachy way.
2: That's horrible.
0: No, but that's why that's he horrible. started he that's why he started that music thing. He couldn't believe Oh wow. So that's why I always ask that question about school because it's not like it's yeah that critical it's, maybe it, but maybe it is critical I, I think the arts are needed anyway what was the first I do key? have
2: a friend who uh his exposure to band instruments it, he didn't have music at home so it was, i have actually a few friends where there it was primarily through school that they got exposed and have made a career out of it um so i, I i've had it also at home for that added or not even the school really was like the added reinforcement the home was like the core of the musical, it's like development. Um, but yeah, I mean, I was pretty lucky when I was like in middle school and high school. There were a lot of other kids to play with outside of jazz band and outside of marching band and all that stuff. So we were. Doing no, our I, own I, I was going to ask you about the rec and
0: Here's the question I usually ask. I say, yeah, after school, not graduating, but in the afternoon. Basement band, bedroom band, garage yeah. band, yeah, exactly. okay, and it's usually at the fucking drummer's house, so you don't have to always put, uh, put together and tear down.
2: Yes, thanks to my mom
0: for yeah, and you, you, you the tolerance, words. right? And what was the first live gig you saw?
2: First live gig I saw was um, <laughs> was Dave Matthews Band at the Cow Palace. Yeah. In like 1994 or something.
0: All
2: right. In 95, I was, I was really young. I mean, I was just like, I think that honestly, the drumming thing, I was like so, just like, I was such a drum nerd early on that I dragged my family to a Dave Matthews Band concert when I was like seven or eight years old. Um,
0: I, my, my, my first gig wasn't until uh, like 14, me and D Boone oh, wow. me and D Boone saw T Rex. His daddy took us. That is cool.
2: See, I mean, that's a cool show. It was <laughs> nineteen seventy-three. I could've yeah, but. it's a
0: little while
2: um, ago. And you know, maybe there was something cool about Dave Matthews band at the Cow Palace in the nineties, but um One
3: anyway,
2: thing you know, I know yeah, he, I he's the same.
0: He's originally from Virginia and that's where I was born. I know that. Oh, about okay. Him. Yeah.
2: There you go. I do remember he said the Cow Palace. The only venue you can
0: shit on the floor. Well, if you wanna you wanna <laughs> know a drum big impact on me. Well, you know, it for county fairs and shit. The cows are exactly, shit. Yeah, yeah, they're taking does it literally was
2: a cow palace.
0: That's why they they have all that fucking jasmine it, to cover up the turd smell and shit. But I'll tell you a funny drum story about Cow Palace. That's where Keith mm. that's where Keith Moon passed out and they got some cat from the audience to take his place.
2: Oh, that's the venue. Wow.
0: That's the venue.
2: I knew it was in San Francisco, actually, but I didn't know it was Cow Palace.
0: Actually, Cow Palace is like by the airport, pretty south.
2: Right, 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 right. But yeah, they'd call it San Francisco on a tour poster. Right. Uh, oh.
3: Yeah,
0: because you don't want to. I mean, Daly City is closer to a city. Okay, <laughs> but, but anyway, you gave me this music here, Pink, from More Jobs. <laughs>
3: you <laughs> Ha, <laughs> ha, Oh oh oh
1: over sandy water, the man all day. away sandy
0: It's like Deja Vu all <laughs> over again. At least for Max, people. <laughs> we started a chunk of music off with Jobs doing Pink. Then we had Dyckman, Gonzalez, Hacker, Flatten, and Horn doing something brand new. This is a new project they got together. Pooh Air's gaz I can't remember the name of the album, but it's something funny. I think they're doing it in Austin. A Puppet Midnight with an interlude of Nice Cup of Tea with Biscuit on the side. <laughs> I know, you got to have balls like church bells is a fucking style of your song now. Cotto done on that. Thank you, Howie Reeve, for the turn on to Brother Cod. And hey, Ma, I'm on TV, and I don't know why I put the whole fucking thing in parentheses, but why not? I can't copyright a title anyway, right? Uh, Shovel Dance Collective with part four. I I've played three of the parts. There's fourth part, people. Trippy fucking music, huh? And then finally, Jobs with Recent Requirements. Okay, so this band you have after school, in the yeah. afternoon time, uh, yeah. is it a practice band or do you do gigs? Does it have a name? Do you write your own material?
2: <laughs> it has a name. <laughs> um, yeah, it was called Dead Letter. It was, uh, <laughs> it was really very heavily indebted to the post-hardcore thing that was very popular.
0: Go.
2: How'd the dead ladder first gig go? Cherry gig? Um, I remember being, you know, I do actually, I haven't thought about that in so long because we did have a lot of good gigs and my memory is mostly those. But the first one I remember feeling like that uh, we didn't play as well as we had played in the practice room at, at my mom's house and that uh, I think that. It, but the show was still fun, so there was like definitely a spark there. To we we're all motivated to like keep getting better, and the um, and that playing more shows was like its own. You know, you get better at playing shows by just playing more shows. That's no right. Matter how much time you like spend in practice? And well, so, you
0: gotta practice, but the real practice in front of people, and that's probably what spooked you out. Was you guys were in front of yeah. people instead of your mouse Yeah.
2: Yeah, exactly. It's it's just yeah. Of course, the practice at home is essential, but it, it's a completely different thing when you've yeah. got an audience. Yeah. And there's That's okay. it's you can prep and prep and prep, but you need an audience
0: yeah.
2: again and again for for those those reps. Right. So um, yeah, actually, like, well,
0: we they they. A good well, bit, what do you think? What do you think? In, what do you think, Max? What, what do you think? The gig goers kind of become part of the gig, right? And you're missing that element in the practice
2: yeah yeah no absolutely and especially we we're like kids so wow. our friends would they'd be giving a lot of energy too you know what i mean like so um yeah i mean our shows
0: tell forward. me about the that material was like, what was it did you guys write your own songs did you play the- we did write our own songs
2: was pretty stylistically derivative
0: i had a cat uh, on the <laughs> show a couple uh, maybe it was last episode he played the whole sex pistol album <laughs> and like, wow. in, like in spain like a little town in spain they play the whole yeah wow. so so that's why i, I asked mean the them. very
2: first yeah the first thing that i had that i played a show like we played a show this band i had we were just like a green day and blink 182 cover band and we played a show this was like in middle school and we played a show at the guitar player's house and it got shut down by the cops and our math teacher game oh no
0: <laughs> Oh, no.
2: But she was really cool. She she was a bass player and had a band that like played around in San Francisco.
0: And so... Oh, bitching. Okay, so but but Dead Letter you said does original material. How how involved? We did, yeah, we were... No, here's a question I got because I'm really concerned about this idea about drummers getting credit for composition. Mm. You know, Chico Hamilton couldn't get credit for composition. Like drummers can't write songs. What? Mm. I just I don't see that. Why isn't a drum set an instrument just like a voice or a bass? Yeah, I mean. <laughs> so, so what I'm going to ask yeah, you, Max?
2: As Congress,
0: well, <laughs> the like... biggest, the biggest fucking mistake we a uh, Minuteman ever made was putting George Hurley in the back. He should have been right up on the front of the stage. How involved with oh, you? You said this band wrote original music. How involved with you? You in the songwriting?
2: Extremely. I felt like the the core musical engine of that group was me and and the guitar player singer who really had has that we're still friends he has an amazing ear and great musical gift um but like he his uh <laughs> just kind of could be kind of like lazy <laughs> so like my job was kind of like yeah definitely more arranging orchestrating And adding, you know, my taste also was always more experimental than my friend's. So his taste was definitely way more just pop straight up. And I was trying to bring in things that were a little more interesting. And, you know, I could play a fair amount at that time on drums. So I wanted to do stuff in different time signatures or, you know, all this kind of stuff. I was also just uh, learning and wanting to apply as quickly as i could
0: well what about after high school did you go to higher education music
2: not at first actually i went to like a big uc i went to uc santa barbara Sure, Part- it was, party like, school the best <laughs> yeah, party school honestly the second year i was there playboy magazine like came and did like a signing at the local like keg and bottle shop it was like <laughs> I think I'm in the wrong place.
3: Right. It
2: was, you know, when I was 18, 19, I I actually I didn't really think I wanted to go to New York, but I knew that I wanted to be like in a big city and that I wanted to be uh, you know, reasonably far from home. that San Francisco is not the city. And so at first I thought I wanted to be in LA, which I ultimately am now. But um I got really into jazz at the end of high school and improvising and improvised music and um, a lot of the music that I was into just seemed to be coming out of New York. And um, and then I actually, I wasn't really hip to the whole like college, uh, like, you know, jazz school thing, or even in high school, you know, there were like jazz camps and all this stuff. Um, I was going to like a rock music camp, but ultimately, when I got into jazz, and I was like, Oh, there's this whole educational side of things, you can actually go to school for this, get a degree in this. And it's in New York. So I didn't really, I was like, Oh, I can like live in New York City and like get a college degree. And like, my parents are going to like, fund this experience. Like, okay, like, this seems like all you know, if I just practice more, because actually, so I applied to the new school, and didn't get in initially. And so I got a teacher in Santa Barbara and just like started practicing four to eight hours a day and that, and, um, credit to new school too. They actually gave me when they rejected me, they like gave me a list of things to work on. So, um, I gave that list basically to a drone teacher and we got to work and, um, yeah, that work paid off cause I got in the second time. So. It was, yeah, it was just kind of like... uh, And this was a good teacher. It was a good teacher, yeah. No, because I've had
0: cats on the show that had horrible fucking experiences with some teachers. Other people, beautiful, so I'm just curious.
1: Yeah, you know, he... um, I I
4: was
2: very, very externally motivated. I really wanted to, especially after getting getting rejected the first time, you know, that... he he was a good teacher but he didn't have to do a whole lot like i that was the first time i ever practiced again like four to eight hours a day i'd never really done that i had played the records for you know an entire afternoon before but never like working out of a book like i'm working on my like left hand technique this kind of like super focused way of of learning an instrument i never did it that way you want to hear a new york
0: city you want to hear new york city uh, Actually, drum corps, right? Because Billy Cobham was in the drum corps there, and I read this thing where they would practice holding quarters on the bulkhead, a, a wall, you call a wall, with paradiddles. And then they'd get down to dimes.
2: <laughs>
0: oh, <whoa. laughs> and, get to, and because of that shit, I heard when you look at Billy Cobham's drum hits, There's one dot in the middle, like there's no hits all around. Mm. Yeah, the guy's so fucking disciplined, and the competition was so heavy. And I bring that up because George Hurley taught himself drums with only two records and a set of headphones. It was the Who, My Generation, right, Keith Moon, and then Billy Cobham, uh, Spectrum, uh, uh, Quadrant. Yeah, yeah. right, Uh, Snoopy (laughs) and the Red Baron. It's the most bizarre combination, But you know, at the end of the day, music but is music. That explains amusing. it actually. Yeah, that yeah.
2: explains the sound perfectly. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. And you know, all the paths are are trippy and crazy, but they lead to here, right?
2: Yes. Okay. Yeah, I know.
0: To where we are. I now. mean, yeah.
2: Once I got to New York, then
0: ah, very let's quickly, continue was like, because oh, the
2: jazz club thing. That's Max, not my Max, home Max. Right
0: now. I have to cut you off because we're at the end of the first hour of the January Fourth, twenty twenty three edition of the Pedro Show. <laughs> Special <laughs> guest, Max Jaffe. Hot day for hour two. January 4, 2023. It's the second hour of the Watford Row Show. Pedro that, Show man. started off the second hour with Gavin Gamboa, who might not be Portuguese. Urgent Daydream, Almighty Op with Pink and Paper Thin, Curse of Lano with Buy the Ticket, Take the Ride, Muskeg Mud Suck out of uh, Anchorage, Alaska, doing Tessellation Pie, or maybe it's P. English is such a fucked up. You know, the pronunciation you cannot get from the spelling. You got to hear some other motherfuckers say it, right? A spot after that, <laughs> a, true, choke, true. a choke, a chokehold farewell. Hopefully no farewell for Spotsky, man. He's, uh, his lungs has got a fibrosis. So he's, uh, and then he got some blood clot in his lung. He's in the hosp right now, uh, breathing air and, uh, But uh, he's getting through it and stuff. But everybody think about Spot. Now, this guy recorded the first Minutemen record. You know, I I go way back with this man. His daddy was uh, Tuskegee Airman and shit. He's just a beautiful guy. And uh, just send all the love you can to Brother Spot. After that guy to buy voices, Bob Pollard. You know, it's every other month, so there's a new album, right? This man, prolific, forced to see. And that's a little pun right there, right? S-E-A, right? A little pun rock. You take the K out, it's pun rock. And then finally, Max Jaffe, the man himself. With F-R-W-D, it might mean forward, but I don't know. I'm not going to assume. My pop thought the spelling of assume was so intense. He said, that's not an accident, boy. You make an ass out of you and me. <laughs> don't assume. <laughs> don't do it. Don't do it. Cardinal sin. Okay, let's get back to your journey. So you make it to New York City. (laughs) Yeah.
2: Yeah, I uh, somehow made it to New York. Um, The new school is like a really good launching pad for, you know, just arriving in a place that is so overwhelming and different. And, um, you know, to immediately be in like a group of Pretty like-minded young people is huge. I don't, I don't know if I, I ended up living there like twelve years. I don't know if I would have made it that long without that. And actually, a lot of relationships. I mean, jobs. We all met uh, at new school. Dave Scanlon, the guitarist, and I. We met like the first week. We were in the same dorm. Um, so it, it is one of those stories, I guess. Uh, and yeah, I mean it it was an interesting kind of time for that school too, it seems, because now it looks like they're, I mean, I, I don't know firsthand, of course, but it seems like they're more like jazz focused. When I was there, it was called the New School for Jazz and Contemporary Music. And the and contemporary music part was really like what interests me more than all the other jazz programs, because that was my taste in music was like, I like jazz and a lot of other stuff. And I wanted to be able to, you know, try to incorporate those things into what I was doing or have the opportunity to do that. And uh, the strict conservatory thing didn't really appeal to me. So it seemed like they were attracting all kinds of people that thought the same way. So um, yeah, it, it was a really important experience for me, even though like, the classroom stuff was, you know, a lot of that material available everywhere, right? It's like, it's more um, who you're learning alongside That a lot of these schools. I think, like, that's the best thing that they offer.
0: Well, they, um, I, you know the Berklee School music in the Boston, right? And a lot of people mm-hmm. tell me they go there for connects.
2: Right, yeah. I mean, you can pr- practice like I did for four to eight hours a day with a local teacher and, like, definitely get make a lot of progress but that that leads to like okay now you're on like a career path um yeah just being being around all those people certainly that's what makes it possible and like i said i'm still doing work that's like involves people that i know from new school like 12 14 15 years ago which is kind of crazy see the lesson Um,
0: there people don't burn bridges you never know (laughs) 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 <laughs> <Absolutely, yeah. laughs> no stepping stone shit that's over you mean, what happens is life is a bunch of like reruns and you're going to run into these cats again and you know yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: what you, you know what I mean I think it's kind of <sighs> better ethics anyway this and burn shit it's just some ego trip people are people yeah. anyway uh, do you get in some bands over there while you're doing your education
2: yeah, I got into some band, like I said, Jobs kind of started there. We we originally started as this, we were called Killer Bob, and we were kind of more like a jazzy guitar trio initially. And then, um, yeah, little by little, things were getting a little more angular and a little more just loud and heavy-hitting and amplified. And uh, we had saxophone, then eventually we'll... Uh, two saxes and then at one point we just said no saxes and we, then it became like a guitar the classic just like guitar bass drums and we're all singing kind of lined up and uh, power trio exactly yeah and then actually an interesting thing kind of happened with the lineup and instrumentation there where we had a situation where like we needed like a bass sub um and so for a while, like Jessica Pabone, who's an amazing violist, improviser, composer not, uh, and bassist, but not really like known for her bass playing, wasn't really working as a bass player in other situations necessarily. She was just filling in because she was our friend. And then eventually uh, when Rob, our bassist, was available, Rob Lundberg, then we we all four of us were like, well, Jessica just, just play viola, her, her main acts. And... So then that, that kind of became the lineup for like our most recent stuff, where now it's like this power trio plus viola, which is kind of almost more like this Velvet Underground kind of instrumentation. Um,
0: spasky uh, plays... More uh,
2: just out of the relationships, not even seeking out viola as part of the sound.
0: Yeah, Spotsky played uh, but Celtic music, so he played it on his arm and he called it Fidola. And the listeners out there, a, a, a viola is just a bigger violin. Not as big as a cello, not as big as a, a double bass, but it's bigger than a violin. Uh, I want to play this toast. More jobs.
4: People. Inhabitants. Your center. Fuck games. Fuck toys. Fuck super soakers. Fuck your center.
0: for pedro show that chunk of music started off with jobs doing a toast it's funny you know in italy right when you toast chin chin right <laughs> well, in japan right that's that's what you call a cock <laughs> so watch out <laughs> <laughs> be careful what you right, ask for those <laughs> up from in japan. okay i just looked the other way this is uh, Shiverboard, live at the House of in Philadelphia, September 24, 2022. Then Moldovan out of Baltimore with Split Rivulet. Sarah Devachi with Harmonies and Bronze. Larry Bose with Secondhand Fan. Ray Shin out of Reno, I know that. I send you a subtext. And then finally, Max Jaffa again with Harmonic. What are, what are these Max Jaffa songs, like FRWD and Harmonic? <laughs> is that man alone? Um, yeah, so... Again. Is that man alone? Those Proj? What?
2: what, what tell me. About it. Uh, yeah, that's the man alone. On those. That's uh, so. Yeah, forward. I guess is how I think of it when I look at the. Fire. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> um,
0: that's why God invented is, uh, uh, vowels.
2: But you know After after a while, I was like looking at it. It's like, oh, you know what? It also stands for fucking round with drums. it's kind of what I'm doing. <laughs> so
0: that's when it's in an acronym mode.
2: But actually, yeah, you had it in an
0: abbreviation <laughs> mode.
2: So Fucking Round with Drums, that's um, me with a, a lot of, so I use this thing called sensory percussion. I was like, I've um, um, been using it since very early on. I like bought in their Kickstarter and have been a big supporter and just uh, trying to use it in all the situations that I can since I got my hands on it. And it basically, yeah, it just completely opens up like drum set electronics where I can, um, on the harmonic track, I can, you know, that's all sample based, but I'm controlling it all with the drum set. So I can uh, basically use it like as a, as like a MPC kind of thing. Or like
0: in the old days, Or, or in the old days, like Lionel Hampton on a Vibes.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, the the look, was we like, ran you know, out of time again. I'm,
0: I'm sorry, Max. It's the end of the second okay. hour of the January 4, 20. We'll pick it up just, just a sec. 2023 it, it, Dish What Pedro Show special guest Max Jaffe. Hold tight, fire three. January 4, 2023. It's the third hour. of The What From Pedro Show.
5: 5,000 nothing healthy any temper weather worries talking to each cotton blanket shared by a thousands indicate nothing healthy any temper weather worries talking to each cotton blanket shared by a thousands indicate nothing healthy tempered temper weather worries talking to each cotton blank is shared by thousands indicate nothing healthy tempered temper weather worries talking to each strip cotton blank shared by thousands indicate nothing healthy tempered temper weather worries talking to each blanket shared by thousands indicate nothing healthy tempered weather worries talking Talking to each tribe, cotton blanket shared by thousands indicate. Nothing healthy, tempered by the worries talking to. Each tribe cotton blanket shared by thousands indicate. Nothing healthy, tampered by the talking to. Each tribe cotton blanket shared by thousands indicate. Nothing healthy in tempered weather the worries talking to. Each tribe, cotton blanket shared by thousands indicate. Nothing healthy Temper tempered by the worries talking to. Each cotton blanket shared by thousands indicate. Nothing healthy, tempered by the talking to. Five thousands indicate, nothing healthy eating, tempered by the worries talking to Each stripe, got a blanket chair, five thousands indicate, nothing healthy eating tempered by the worries talking to Each stripe, got a blanket chair, five thousands indicate, nothing healthy eating tampered by the worries talking to Each stripe, got a blanket chair, five thousands indicate, nothing healthy feeling tampered by the worries, talking to each trip.
0: Pedro show start off the third hour with Big Shapes, New Proj, Crazy oh, yeah. of the Portal, and then Crane from uh, Northern Idaho, you the pimp, Starseeds, Call It, and finally Jobs again with stri- Striped Cotton Blanket, but it's hard for what to say that, because I want to say Blanket, God. you know. Blank. <laughs> okay. So, so to, you know, I want to catch up on some of this uh, right here. Uh, this cat, Gavin Gamboa, that piece. What was that about? Urgent. Oh date. man,
2: Gavin, Gavin is, uh, yeah, I love Gavin so much. He's, I call him my most genius friend.
1: <laughs>
2: um, he is a brilliant like composer and uh, electronic musician. I mean, he, he gives like concerts, uh, he gives you know classical music concerts on piano but then he also makes crazy techno um so he every once in a while has asked me for random lengths of time at random bpms where i'll just like kind of go just play drums be like here give me three minutes and 35 seconds of 112 bpm and i'll just play whatever i feel for that length of time and uh we've kind of gone back and forth like this a few times over the years usually if i'm maybe doing a recording session for something else and i have a few extra minutes and a willing engineer (laughs) like or you know during the pandemic i started doing more at home uh you know at home recordings got really good at that or you know as good as i could at that and so that's some of that stuff where i just sent him. uh i don't even know how long a couple minutes of me just improvising to a click and then he processed it and um, I guess added some, some synth and also like looped it and made his own thing out of it. So we've had an ongoing kind of remote collaboration over the years. And I, when uh, I'm singing What to Send You, I definitely wanted to put a little something, showcase some of our work together because um, he's a great friend and, and I'm really proud of some stuff that we've
0: done together. You know, I just finished the sixth biography on John Coltrane. And, you know, there's the thing about playing with drums, you don't have to worry about chord changes. This is why he gets with Rashid at the end there for Interstellar Space and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, you don't have to worry. You know what I mean? The guy's just, I mean, he's playing musical, but the notes are so short, you don't have to worry about, you know, whatever, a bad note, whatever the fuck that means, right? Right. Yeah, well, in and, the way and, and I want to, like, I want to, I want to say like, this. Like, I want to run this by Yugi. you too, Max. Are you aware yeah. of a cat named Cliff Martinez? Say again. You aware of a drummer man named Cliff Martinez? I,
2: I am. I, I only know of him because I think he was like a drummer and threw out Chili Peppers again, like my one a of little bit.
0: But so. he was also on the last Cat Beefheart record. But he's gotten into making oh, film right. soundtracks, and I could oh. see where a drummer. That would be right up his alley. Yeah, cinematic honest, kind of things, of, and yeah, check yeah, out that's his website. Part of his
2: stuff that I always thought, like you know, I, I when I was thinking about coming out to LA, I was like, well, there's so much other musical work that would be interesting to me as well. Uh, you know, so many ways to just yeah, make creative stuff and and have a really nice life. This is all. I think no, but this wants. idea
0: that the drummer man's got to be given orders and all this shit and just do his duty it's kind of it's kind of corny ass <laughs> yeah shit.
2: actually yeah there's i can think of a few uh drumming uh, film scores that are pretty good Stuart, Stuart copeland does like film scores
0: he does too okay so i think gavin yeah. asking you to bring those kind of things that he could work with you know there's kind of a tradition of that you know i'm, re- I'm reading about it with John Coltrane and uh, That's cool. Elvin Jones. And, you know, it was trippy. It was like McCoy and Jimmy would hold down. You know, the thing is, fucking Elvin would get up there with John Coltrane. Yeah, yeah. Tri- 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 you know, we're trying, when you got an ensemble going, you're just trying to make interesting conversation. Not just, but it's bitchin' It's beautiful. <laughs> right. Look, here's a, another Max Jeff song called The Simp.
6: je sais ce que c'est que la nature je comprends la nature je comprends la nature je sens la nature je ressens la nature je sens la nature car je comprends la nature la nature me ressent car je comprends la nature la nature me ressent la nature la nature est dieu la nature me ressent la nature est dieu la nature est dieu je suis la nature la nature est dieu je suis la nature la nature est dieu je suis la nature je n'aime pas la nature inventée je n'aime pas la nature inventée ma nature est vivante moi 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 moi. ma nature est vivante je Je pas la nature inventée, je suis la nature, la nature est Dieu, je suis la nature, ma nature est vivante, je suis vivant, je suis vivant, ma nature est vivante, je suis vivant, ma nature est vivante, je suis vivant. Je connais des gens qui ne comprennent, 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 comprennent pas la nature. Je suis vivant, je connais des gens qui ne comprennent, 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 comprennent pas la nature. La nature est une chose superbe. Ma nature est superbe. La nature, la nature et la vie, ma nature est superbe, la nature et la vie, la vie, la vie. La vie, la vie, la vie et la nature, 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 le singe, 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 le singe et la nature, le singe et la vie, le singe et la nature, le singe et la vie, l'homme et la nature, le singe n'est pas la nature de l'homme, l'homme et la nature, l'homme et la nature, le singe et la vie, l'homme et la nature, le singe n'est pas la nature de l'homme, je ne suis pas le singe de l'homme. Je ne suis pas le singe en l'homme. Je ne suis pas le singe de l'homme. Je ne suis pas le singe en l'homme. Le singe est Dieu dans la nature car il ressent les mouvements. Le singe est Dieu dans la nature car il ressent les mouvements. Je sens les mouvements. Je sens les mouvements. Mes mouvements sont simples. Mes mouvements sont simples. Mes mouvements sont simples. Les mouvements du singe sont compliqués. Les mouvements du singe sont compliqués. Le singe est bête. Je suis bête. Le singe est bête. Je suis bête. Mais je suis doué de raison. Je suis bête mais je suis doué de raison. Je suis bête mais je suis doué de raison. Je suis bête mais je suis doué de raison. Je suis un être doué de raison. Et le singe n'est pas doué de raison. Je crois que le singe descend de l'arbre et l'homme de Dieu. Dieu n'est pas le singe, l'homme est Dieu et je suis Dieu. Je suis un bouffon. Je suis un bouffon en Dieu. Je veux dire que le bouffon est à sa place, là où il y a de l'amour pour Dieu. Un bouffon sans amour n'est pas Dieu. Un bouffon sans amour n'est pas Dieu. Nous sommes Dieu et vous êtes Dieu. Nous sommes Dieu et vous êtes Dieu. Nous sommes Dieu et vous êtes Dieu. Dieu, vous êtes Dieu. Je veux dire que Dieu. Je veux dire que Dieu. Je veux dire que Dieu, Dieu, et Dieu, et Dieu, Dieu, et je suis Dieu. Je suis un clou de fou. J'aime les fous. J'aime. Les J'aime les, fous, j'aime les fous, j'aime les fous. Je suis amour, je suis sang. J'aime les fous, je suis amour, je suis sang. J'aime les fous, je suis amour, je suis sang. Je suis le sang du Christ, je t'aime. Je suis le sang du Christ, je t'aime. Je suis le sang du Christ, je t'aime. Je t'aime, je t'aime. Je t'aime. J'aime tous les hommes. Je suis l'amour en toi. Tu es l'amour en moi. Je veux dire que l'amour est sans L'amour est sans L'amour est sans L'amour est sans. Je ne suis pas sans en toi. Je suis sang en toi. Je ne suis pas sans en toi. Je suis sans en toi. L'amour est sans L'amour est sang. Je suis sang en Toi, j'aime le sang, j'aime le sang, mais pas le sang dans le sang. J'aime le sang, mais pas le sang dans le sang, pas le sang dans le sang, pas le sang dans le sang. J'aime le sang, j'aime le Christ, j'aime le sang, j'aime le Christ. Non, je ne suis pas le sang du Christ, je suis le Christ. Je veux parler du sang, je veux aimer, je veux dire, je veux, je, 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 je t'aime, mon Dieu.
7: Zavier That was at limited volume level, and I, I never saw it higher than 87. But I'm probably lying.
6: 92. <laughs> 92. Thanks so much. Charles. That's yeah. okay. It's important for you, Sonia, Nicolas.
7: But next time we come, at me air guitar and air
3: sax <laughs> and air ooh, ooh right. So.
7: Xavier <laughs> Charles, <laughs> so everybody.
3: Woo-hoo! Yeah. Woo-hoo! too
0: for Pedro show last music for this edition. Chunk started off with Max Jaffe doing the simp, and I learned that it's evolved, people. It doesn't mean idiot anymore. It's somebody with hankering. And then after that, we had Chausson, which is slippers, right, in French? And I pronounced it wrong. Pardon. Fuck, asshole, what? With Xavier Charles. This has got, uh, like I said at the beginning of the show, Howie Reeve. Live at the Cher de Poule in Paris. August 11, 2022. I got invited here, but my knee's fucked up. I can't do gigs for a while. And then finally, I think this is Patrick uh, Shiroishi. Yeah, pa- uh, Pat. God damn it. Muted. Fucking what? Idiot. Uh, yeah, it says Shiro So he, Pat uh, Shiro was on the show a couple months ago. Said, oh, cool. Same guy, yeah, saxophone man. Football. Okay, okay. And then uh, uh, the Harrington man, what's his first name? Dave Harrington. Dave. Oh, that's the guitar guy you were saying. Okay.
2: Yes. Yeah. He's awesome. He's uh, a friend from New York. And when I first moved out here, he was one of the first people I connected with and started playing together a lot more than in New York, actually. And uh, yeah, he's just, uh, he's such a just like malleable kind of improviser that I I just kind of had a feeling that me and him and Patrick were going to have a good connection. And so we, uh, I just like the first time we played together was in the studio and made this record and it's uh, going to be coming out at some point this year soon.
0: Wow, um, I'd love to hear so, it because I love this piece. Thanks man, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. L- l- really l- Let's talk about uh, what you got going. For one thing, do you got your own website?
2: I do, yeah, com.
0: Let's tell people, m-a-x-j-a-f-f-e.com, people.
2: Actually, M-A-X-J-A-F-F-E-D-R-U-M-S dot com.
0: Okay, so it's Max Jaffe Drums.
2: (laughs) Yes, yes. I didn't hear that part,
0: Max. Yeah,
2: Max Jaffe, there's another one out there who's like some weird financial advisor guy. And he he got to that URL first.
0: I remember (laughs) playing this club in Guelph. I told somebody this. Couple well, episodes well, ago, Wealth, well. well, College Town in uh, Ontario, yeah. Canada, and uh, it was called Trasheteria. And this cat, he brings, he says, "I want you to meet somebody, Watt." They said, "Okay." They go, "Hey, Mike Watt, this is Mike Watt." It was the owner of the pad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, ain't that a trip? Okay, That's good. I don't know if Trasheteria is still around. This was uh, many moons ago. So, w- <laughs> what do you got going besides this project with uh, uh, Pat and Steve? Would you, you, you still day. got How jobs you, going, right? right?
2: God's still going. We are, uh, we just kind of finished mixing, or I, I've also kind of been learning how to mix my own music over the years. I I think that's great. Really like made a lot of headway on that.
0: Yeah. I think Um, that's great. You know, more and more musicians are doing their own, there used to be a grand Canyon between the recording guys and the player guys.
2: Right. And I love, I love it. Yeah. And especially being a drummer, it's like, you know, I'm used to that sort of, uh, global kind of perspective on the music and, I think there's a there's a lot of drummers that also become like engineers. There's a lot of connection there.
0: Yeah, because they um, got to get the big picture.
2: Yeah, exactly. So it just does felt like a pretty... I, I noticed that I could lose track of time working on a mix. And so I took that to be a good sign, you know? Yeah, yeah. L- losing track of time and so on something. I was like, okay, let's do more of that.
0: <laughs> right, right. No! You know, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, the listeners hearing stuff, kind of, they don't know how it's made, right? Remember Frank Morgan right. in that Wizard of Oz movie? Pay no attention, to that man behind the curtain. He was the dude <laughs> behind the curtain. So, so you know what I mean? How, Absolutely, right, right. Sort of like you know, you get your chow you don't you don't see what's going on in that kitchen. You're, you're hoping, that yeah, it's safe. <laughs>
2: And I love that you know even before i was before I was on like knew that uh I could actually maybe make a career out of music. I wanted to be like a director growing up, which is similar a similar, similar kind of like i was a, i you know, i love movies still do, and just wanted to envision myself being involved but not like in front of the camera i didn't need that I was more interested in how the show was made and being the person kind of like putting that together um and then through college, I realized like, oh, all the directors that I love, they're like as obsessed with film as I kind of am about music. And so maybe that's what I should be doing. Um, Interesting. But yeah, it's uh, so anyway. So other than uh, this thing with uh, Dave Harrington and Patrick Shiroisi, which I also mixed, uh, finished mixing with Jobs Record. We're going to get that master pretty soon and put it out this this year. well, look, let, let
0: me let me give you an invite right here when the jobs record come out bring the band on you could do the conference call with the Skypes thing and
2: Oh, hell yeah, we would love to. Into
0: that? Okay.
2: Absolutely. That would be yeah. beautiful.
0: And I I'm I'm I looking think forward I can to
2: safely speak for the group when I say yes. But I'm looking
0: forward to all your music cuz it's very interesting. Please keep on keeping it oh, on Max and thanks for saving today's episode. People, it's been January <laughs> 4th, 2023 edition of for Pedro show. Keep your powder dry.